Hello and welcome back to Pod Save My 20s. I'm Tara. And I'm Gabrielle. And today we have our friend Morgan here with us. She's an expert guest in her 20s. She's here to talk about health, fitness, and body positivity. And so, hi, Morgan. Welcome and thank you for coming. I don't know if you want to introduce yourself, say hi real quick. Sure. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. It's really weird to, like, not weird, but in a good way to hear you guys and see you too. I'm so excited to be here. And yeah, I'm in my 20s and I'm just pumped to chat with you guys today. We are really pumped to have you. <laughs> so you, you're you a listener. We know you're a listener, which is like, thank you. Thank you for supporting us and being there with us from the beginning. We love interacting with you on Instagram. As you know, we start with our moment of truth, which really can go in any direction. This is your opportunity to just share something that from this week or this like season, whatever it is, that really reminded you that you're in your 20s right now. And we're not going to make you go first. So you'll have a couple of seconds to think. I'm actually going to ask Gabrielle to go first because I also need a couple of seconds to think. But yeah, okay. Gabrielle, what was your what was your moment of truth this week? Okay, this is good. I also, I think, was needing, was hoping I could get a chance to think, to be honest, but it's totally cool. I'm all over the place this past week. I think there's a lot going on. So I kind of have like one solid moment of truth and then also maybe just something I wanted to share or like chat about real quick. Um, So I guess my moment of truth is I have been watching a lot of Ink Master in the background while I'm doing art right now. I don't know if you guys have heard about it. It's a tattooing competition show because I love the artistry and tattooing so fascinating to me anyway and the main guy I can't remember his name right now and he's so cool and he's got like this jet black hair that's like down to his shoulders and paints his nails black and has all black clothing and everything I was like he's so cool and I've always wanted to paint my nails black but I never had the courage to do it I always was like I can't pull it off you know and so but finally after watching him all day Saturday or something in the studio I was like I'm going to go get some nail polish and I'm going to paint my nails black. So I did it. I painted my nails black and I'm super happy with it and how it turned out. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, this time maybe in my twenties, I'm kind of giving myself the space to kind of come into my own and try new things and be who I want to be, you know, really cheesy shit, but it it, it was fun. And then I think the other thing that I kind of wanted to touch on is we're around the holidays, you know, and people are really stoked and happy and like doing fun things, but it's also a really hard time of year for a lot of people, uh, myself included. I, we had some like kind of tragedy in our family a few years ago that just really made the holidays hard going forward. So I've just been thinking a lot about that. And then also how it's hard for other people right now with COVID and not being able to see your family, not being able to go home. Yeah. So I've just been trying to be cognizant of all of that and reach out to friends that I know maybe are having a tougher time or alone for the holidays. And also just be honest about how I'm feeling with other people too. And I think that's just something we should all be doing all the time, but you know, it's, it's, we become more aware of it maybe around the holidays and everything, but that's just what I wanted to share. Who feels ready to go next? I don't want to throw anyone (laughs) under the bus. Morgan, you ready? All right. Yeah, please come on. So my moment of truth from the last week-ish would be really that home is not a place. I love my home and I love Marshall, Michigan so, so, so much. But home for me the past few years has really become people and going, I went and visited my friends from Oklahoma and just realizing that I have people in different places. And one of my really good friends here that I've gotten super close with that I work with since moving to Kansas 
she's been like all of my business asking me like what Christmas traditions do you guys do like what do you guys usually do for Christmas and all these things and so she just told me that she literally is like recreating like Christmas in Michigan for me so just knowing that like I have a home in so many different places is kind of wild but it also just like makes me realize that I don't have to be home at my parents house in my hometown to feel at home so remembering that and especially I feel like as we go through our 20s and we're kind of all over the place and our friends are all over the place. Um, just remembering that has been really big for me. So first of all, the idea of like home being a feeling and not a place I like so resonate with. And that's something that I've thought about for a long time. And I sort of feel like I'm in a similar boat that I don't know that I have any particular place in the world right now that feels like my home, but I have lots of people that feel like home. And so that's like really special. And I think something that we become more aware of as we get older is, is that kind of concept. So thanks for sharing that and reminding me of that. My moment of truth, which I thought I I just spent this whole time thinking and then decided to just like share the first thing that's coming to my mind right now, really, which is that this is really my first time celebrating Christmas in a way. Um, I'm Jewish and I just have like I've never lived with anyone who celebrated Christmas. So I just like never had like a Christmas experience. And my roommate Denise is Catholic and we've like I've been wanting to make this, you know, this Christmas special for her because she can't go home and be with her family like she normally would. And she always is, you know, makes things special for me and is a part of my Jewish traditions and is like excited to learn about them and, you know, participate in them with me. We've like baked challah together and, you know, light candles and do all kinds of things. So it's been really fun to like share my tradition with her. So it's been also really special that I get to like share in her Christmas traditions now. So that's just been a really fun new thing for me to, to get to experience. I have to say I'm really enjoying it. Christmas is super fun. I've been collecting like the most random ornaments from thrift stores, like truly the most random things. I also, <laughs> this is really funny and maybe makes... <laughs> is <laughs> just a fun reminder to be like silly in your 20s because like you to be silly forever like you can always be silly right but I was at the thrift store and I found a robe that is like a Mrs. Claus robe basically and uh, I ordered a wig and so on Christmas I'm gonna be Mrs. Claus for my roommate because <laughs> I think it'll just be funny <laughs> so yeah never stop being silly if it's something you can laugh about and that's going to make you smile and the people around you smile, like who cares what anyone else thinks? And, uh, and yeah, enjoy everyone. I hope everyone is enjoying holidays and connecting with the people who make you feel like you're at home. And with that, I'll pass it back to Gabrielle. Beautifully said, Tara, all of it <laughs> being silly and connecting. Ugh. Yes, love it. So we're going to kind of now jump into our interview with Morgan here. We started a conversation a few episodes ago around body image that evolved kind of into a conversation about body positivity. 
And Morgan, you're such an enthusiastic and honest proponent of loving your body and taking care of yourself, like mentally, physically, all of it. And on top of that, like you're an athletic trainer and a health coach. So you know all about like health and fitness and ways to eat healthy and feel healthy and treat yourself and your body right. That Tara and I just don't have that knowledge, you know. So we're excited to hear you talk about that a bit and have your expertise here to help round out some of our past conversation and keep things moving forward. And we definitely want to learn more about you and your experience being in your 20s so far as well. Yeah. So to start off, we have, of course, the classic and often dreaded interview question, which is just tell us about yourself. Like really tell us, you know, whatever it is you want to share about your journey as a 20 something and what you do and how you got here. We want to hear, we want to hear it all. All right. So I, gosh, when did I start my twenties in college? I guess I was in college. Like the norm. It's not, doesn't have to be the norm, but it is our norm. Um, I went to Albion college, which was a really small division three school in Michigan. And I played volleyball there for a couple of years and then really wanted to focus on athletic training and my future and my career and everything like that. And I was really involved, um, in undergrad as well in different extracurricular things. And so I decided to quit volleyball and just focus on school and my friends and my other extracurriculars. Um, and then after I graduated from Albion, I moved out to Phoenix, Arizona, and I nannied for my cousin for a couple of months. She had uh, two toddlers and then she was pregnant with her third baby. So she was on bed rest for like the last, I think, three months of her pregnancy. So I went out there and just took care of the toddlers and kept them entertained um, and then helped out with the newborn once Madison was born. And so that was a really cool experience to get to do. And I really hadn't seen that cousin in probably like 10 years. Um, so me moving out there with her was just like wild, but it was great. And then I came back to Michigan and moved back in with my parents. And that was, woo, I <laughs> uh, did that and had a little internship at Olivet College as an athletic trainer nannying again um, because I love children and helping people. Those are my two biggest things I feel like in life that I'm just like called to. And so I did that for a few months and then I decided to apply and become an AmeriCorps VISTA, um, which is a volunteer in service to America. And I worked in college access at the Battle Creek Community Foundation's uh, subsidiary Battle Creek College Access Network. (laughs) And so I still lived at home and I did that for like eight, nine months. And then I got into grad school and moved out to Oklahoma. And I lived there for two years and studied psychology in a master's program at Cameron University and worked as a graduate assistant athletic trainer there. It was just me and our head athletic trainer. So I got a ton of experience with all of our sports and absolutely just fell back in love with athletic training after taking a year, about a year off um, studying for my board exam and everything. So moving out there was was awesome. And I was telling Gabrielle before we started this that, you know, it really, I was just out there and it just feels like home to go back. Kind of like I was saying with my moment of truth that really helped me realize that and resonate with that just like Tara was talking about around the holidays and everything. So that's been super important for me. And I am long-winded, so bear with me. (laughs) I'm currently in Kansas in the smallest town I feel like possible in Kansas. It's a farming town and it's just cute and quaint and great, but 
there's nothing to do. Um, so I go to work and I work as an athletic trainer and I am also a professor, which is so weird for me. <laughs> it's an NAI school. So like, it's, it's very, very, very small, but it's still like, I'm helping people formulate their future careers. And it's so scary. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm an athletic trainer for our volleyball, softball, cheer and golf teams and then I teach three classes in the health science and exercise science departments so it's absolutely nuts that I can't believe that I'd say that I'm a professor but I feel like I'm just like I'm a teacher like I don't really know but I do that um and then I'm also a health and wellness coach and I help folks who want to get started on their health and fitness journeys I have an Instagram that I basically run that through um, if you want to follow me, I get up at like super early times of the day and just like dance and take pre-workout. Um, my handle is morganbenham.fitness. It's a little wild over there, so tread lightly. But um, I started that back in February this year, and I just absolutely love helping people, like I said, and getting them started in either nutrition or in fitness. I'm by no means a dietitian or anything, but I have a good base of knowledge to help people get started um, and keep the accountability going, which has been a huge um, proponent in my journey in wellness. Um, so that accountability is something that I push a lot and to make sure to stay in touch with all of my my people. And yeah, that's, that's really it. I feel like that was so long-winded, but that's who I am in a nutshell and where I'm at right now. <laughs> That yeah, was no, great. We keep, we keep I know. doing that. <laughs> it is we maybe we need a system. <laughs> yeah. Um, you go first. <laughs> no, yeah, I was just gonna say that was great. And I didn't actually even know you're a professor. That's so legit and awesome. And yeah, I feel like it'd be weird to say like, oh, I'm a professor. So you say you're a teacher, but you own it for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. I was just wondering, maybe like, what classes do you? Did you say which classes you teach? Um, I teach foundations of health science. So we go through a plethora of different healthcare professions and just talk about that because a lot of our students come in like thinking they want to do something. And then I bring, well, this class has pretty much, I can't take any credit for the format and the syllabus and all that stuff because people before me have perfected this class nearly. So I just ran with it, but we bring in guest speakers and stuff and people go from wanting to be an athletic trainer to wanting to be a physician assistant and things like that. Um, so that class is really cool. It's my favorite. And then I teach concepts of wellness, which is just a gen ed class that everybody at Sterling has to take and pass before they graduate. And then I teach aerobics and aerobics and strength training. I think it's called my goodness. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what I teach, but it's just a PE class. So it's like a one credit class that they just like can take. And like one day we just like stretched and foam rolled. I just teach them small little things that they can kind of clump together to take into their future. And I definitely threw in once we went remote after Thanksgiving, they had to do beach body workouts because that's, I'm a fitness health and wellness coach through beach body. So I like had them just get on that link and do the sample workouts. And a lot of them actually really liked it. So it's kind of fun to you're like, yeah, you can work out from home. You don't have to go squat 500 pounds. <laughs> Especially now when the gym's not as accessible. That's great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to point out that we all work on college campuses and do like work with students. And I also like struggle to explain like <laughs> what exactly I do because I'm not a teacher, but I work more on the experiential education side and in the community side. And I also really identify with the idea of like teaching 
little things that, you know, students can take with them on their journeys. Um, and it's a really formative time for people. And I think it's really cool that all three of us are in that realm in some capacity. So that's the one thing I wanted to just point out there. No, it's so true. Thank you for pointing that out. I didn't even make that connection in my brain. So <laughs> I'm glad you did. But yeah, you brought up in that conversation something that I wanted to talk about too, because you get up at like crazy early hours to dance it out with some pre-workout and get into a workout pretty much like every morning. And I can barely like wake up for my alarm to work at 8 a.m. <laughs> and I just, you kind of touched on accountability and everything, but I was wondering if you could maybe tell us a little bit more about how your routine looks and like how you stay motivated and also like how you recommend others or what do you recommend others trying to get into some sort of routine, what they do. And also how do you have so much energy so early and like, how do you do it? How do you do it? <laughs> All the things. I have no idea. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes like, wait, did I, did I wake up? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm definitely not like you say every day. I don't get up every single day at five 30 and get it done, but I try my best and I, I love that you think that I do, <laughs> um, but I, you know, I, oof, there was a time when I did, um, and it's hard. And I feel like something I'm just going to throw out there is you don't have to consistency is so important, but you don't have to stick to it every single day. Like if you're tired and if you're exhausted, like your body needs that rest. Like there's a fine line where it's like, okay, you're just being a little bit lazy. Like let's get into gear. But I think that that's so important to just like preface what I'm about to say with that. They're like it's okay to rest and it's okay to take Saturday and Sunday off or take a week off if you need that. So yeah, but I mean, I try to wake up at 5.30 every day um, so that I can get to my full-time job as an athletic trainer by eight o'clock-ish, if not 7.30 <laughs> and get up there. But I really, like my biggest thing lately has just been, I have a couple of friends that I text in the morning. I'm like, okay, I'm up, like, let's do this. Like, I'm not going back to bed. I'm up and I'm not gonna lay on my phone and sit here because that's so easy to do too. It's just like, I'm gonna check my notifications or I'm going to get on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, all the things and Snapchat people instead of getting my day going. So, I mean, the most I try to do is like pick out what song I'm going to like dance around my kitchen to and then get up and go. So yeah, that is pretty much my routine of just like get up and get that song picked out and get something that's going to motivate me to be like, okay, like let's do this. And I shoot my pre and I drink my water and uh, sit on my couch for a little bit and do some personal or professional development, depending on kind of what my mental health is needing. If my business, quote unquote, is struggling, then I'll do more of that professional development. But if my brain is struggling, then I do the personal development. So I think that's been something that's huge, been huge for me in the last, pretty much like since the pandemic started, like in March, I really got into like Brene Brown and Glennon Doyle and all these amazing humans and listening to what they've gone through and trying to just add add to my life, I think is a good way to put it. And just get that development of my personal and professional because you can take both from so many people that have done so many great things. Um, so I try to do that while I'm eating like a little snacky breakfast kind of thing um, and drinking water. And then I just really knock out my workout. I work out from my living room. Um, so no workout that I do is over like 40 minutes. So lately I've really had to tell myself like, it's just 30 minutes. Like 
hit play and get it done. Like you're not going to regret that. The only time I've ever like been mad at myself is when I'm just insanely sore. And that's probably because I didn't fuel my body correctly. So it's all my fault in the end. <laughs> but yeah, I just, after that shower, get ready, go to work. And I try to find time um, and little pockets at work to post what I'm eating or um, just be active on my social media, mainly my Instagram. And I post at least once every couple days. For a while there, I was posting every single day and my sister probably wanted to like unfollow me, but she has been my my biggest supporter, whether she likes it or not. She she helps me out. So she's awesome in that sense. Um, and one of my big accountability buddies most of the time. <laughs> but yeah, I just do that. And I go to work and I come home and I lately, really, I don't do much once I get home. Um, I'll try to do some health and wellness stuff and make sure I'm posting in my accountability groups that I have um, and checking in with my team. But it really isn't much after that. I drink some tea and go to bed. And (laughs) usually it's been a glass of wine a lot more lately than tea, but trying to get back on track. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, that's my routine. I think that the biggest, I don't remember how you phrased the question, Gabrielle, but my advice, was it advice? Yeah. What do you recommend to others trying to get into okay. a routine? So I think that the biggest thing is those, like, you don't have to start out with like this big, big, huge astronomical goal. You can have a huge goal. Like that's super important, but setting small goals and being like, okay, I'm going to wake up at five 30 or start at six 30. If that's what works for you um, and work up to an earlier time so that you have some time to yourself. I think that's super important. Um, But being able to have those people as well that you can rely on and lean on when you don't want to do it and just getting it done. um, It takes a lot of yourself um, and a lot of you. You're not going to always have those people that are going to motivate you. You might have days where that person that you usually rely on doesn't want to do it either. So you have to find it in yourself as well. But I think that those small goals um, that you can set along the way really help in those times when it's not easy and being able to just have those little goals, whether it's drinking water or eating one more serving of vegetables in a day, like it can be so, so, so small. I think it just makes a huge difference in leading up to those big goals. Yeah, no, I think that, that, no, that was great advice. Thank you. I'd like, maybe I just want you to tell me a little bit more about what you mean by professional versus personal development first, but also I guess real quick, the comment, I think it's important when you said like making small goals for yourself to, especially like if you're trying to get up early or something and having that time for yourself in the morning, just even if it's just a moment for yourself to kind of focus on you and like getting yourself prepared for the day is so important and something I am so bad at doing, (laughs) but something I think I need because I I realize when I'm able to do it, I feel so much better about the whole day in general, but it's really hard to get myself to that point, you know? But yeah, if you wouldn't mind maybe elaborating a little bit on your development stuff. Sure. So for like professional development, when I took on being a health and wellness coach, um, there's a business aspect to it. And I am not a math person, not a business person at all. So I kind of have to take a step back and either read or do research on different like professional development things. I'm going to look up, I have my phone right here. If that's okay, I'm going to look up a book that I read. No worries. Yeah, that's perfect. (laughs) We love all the suggestions. Yeah. So there's like a ton of trainings and stuff that you can do work trainings and stuff. And I'm sure that that goes across all professions and things. Um, but that professional development is just going to be that, those type of things that are moving your business or moving you toward better things or doing your continuing education units um, and like the healthcare or the 
teaching professions and stuff like that. But the book that I read on the business side of things is called The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. And that was a huge, like, I don't like business stuff and math and everything like that, but it was a really good book. And I absolutely loved everything he had to say. Um, And then my other one, um, I'm reading Untamed by Glennon Doyle right now. And she is just like my soul. Like she just speaks everything she says. I'm like, yes, yes. Like that's it. Like everything. She's amazing. I love her. Um, Brene Brown, just anything personal development wise is something that I want it to speak to my soul. It can not, if that's not something that someone's into. Um, but it's just something that helps you realize maybe what you're struggling with and working toward bettering yourself mentally. And I think that that spills over into being able to have better physical health as well. When your brain is right, like you can do more and push more and believe in yourself more too. No, that's so true. And thank you for those um, recommendations. Uh, Untamed, I was telling Tara about actually just a couple weeks ago when we were talking about books, you gave me a different book and I can't remember the name of it right now. But yeah, Untamed is great. Glennon Doyle is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) there was so much in there that I like had thoughts on and comments and I was writing in the chat as you were talking because you said oh it's okay to take a a week off a day off and I was like well I just took the last five years off so (laughs) you know not really but like sort of um just to share a little bit about my personal experience I talked about this in our body positivity episode when I was in college was the first time I really like started to build a healthy relationship with my like physical fitness and well-being. And I was going to a cross training gym and had a pretty similar schedule to what you have described. Like I would be at the gym at 5.50 in the morning for a 50 minute workout. And that's how I started my day. And it was great. Like it really, like, it really was great. I haven't done that in more than five years now. And, you know, I really appreciate like hearing you talk about it and your experience. And it's reminding me of some of the things that like the reasons why I did it and how like I might, you know, I think it might be good for me to like get back into some sort of routine like that. I actually worked out yesterday. Literally, I'm not joking. I did a five minute kettlebell workout. I I just got a kettlebell and literally searched on YouTube, five minute <laughs> kettlebell workout. And I did it and I'm sore today, which is <laughs> like hilarious. My like five pound kettlebell and my five minute workout. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I really appreciate you like sharing all of these things and they're good reminders. I think, I think that the, all of the, a lot of the things that you're talking about in terms of routines and building like support networks and all of those things, it's like, we sort of all know that, or at least like we've kind of learned that or experienced that in some way. And it's all about intentionality. And it's clear that like you really have an intentionality in the way that you operate and like the things that you do, which is amazing. And like, for me, I, I really enjoy when I'm like going through stories on the podcast and I like see like your pre-workout and like dancing, like that probably made me want to work out yesterday, like not going to lie. So it, it really does something. And 
um, framing it in a health positive, body positive context, I think is so important. And I so appreciate that you're bringing that into, into the mix as well. So that's what I wanted to say on that. And then I have another question for you. <laughs> so get ready to, to give us give us all the details again. So this question is, oh my gosh, sorry. <laughs> my cat is being so funny. Okay, just just need to tell you what's going on. My cat loves French fries. And because I'm on a really, you know, on a health kick right now, I have French fries with my lunch. (laughs) And he's been like begging for French fries. So anyway, if I'm like giggling with the sound off, that's why. But um, here, here is the question. What does health, fitness and body positivity mean to you? And how has that changed since you got into your 20s and real life in quotes? This one's tough. I think it's really hard to like define it um, because health and fitness look so different across the board. Like it's different for genders. It's different for age groups. It, it's it's crazy to me. To, it's so hard to, to define it and really understand like what it means to me. But I think that as I've gotten in, I would say like the last year, like it really is so much more about mental health because your body is able to do more when you are in a good headspace and when you just like let go in that, like in a working out sense, in my opinion, like I can go a little bit harder or I can push a sled with 150 pounds on it that a man can push like to be stereotypical and gross. But like we could be five one and 130 pounds and be just as great and powerful and determined as someone who's six foot and 250 pounds. Like it just, it's so individualized and it really just focuses on the overall way that we treat our body and that we refuel and that we give back to the one thing that we always have with us. And that being like our body and our mind, I think is just the way that I've seen it. Um, in the last couple years, I did not treat my body well in undergrad. I thought that I was doing the right things. And I was like, I'm going to be an athletic trainer. Like I know what I'm doing. I've been an athlete my whole life. Like I grew up around sports. I'm good. Like this is, this is good. But in reality, I was working out twice a day and going on runs in the heat of the summer and humidity in Michigan and eating like a serving of fruit like period. And that is not even close to what I, what my body needed, um, or what it should have been doing. Like that is not good at all. Like that's not okay. Please don't do that. Like do not go eat a cheeseburger. Like in all honesty, it's okay. So just really learning to treat my body well and understanding that there's so many proponents that come into it and healthy relationships. And there's so many things that make a difference in overall health. And I think the biggest thing that I've learned in my 20s is that it's not going to be the same for me as it is for everybody else. Um, And I think that that is something that I have been able to hopefully put into words, um, not only in my classes that I teach, um, but with my athletes that I'm around every day and with my team and on social media and things like that. So I think hopefully that answered your question. I feel like I just talked in circles, but... um, (laughs) that that's really you're, what it means to me <laughs> you're good yeah <laughs> if you had something you're so 
much it more well spoken than no, I am. So I if was, you have something to I, say, please do. I'm really good at saying a lot of nothing. So <laughs> no, you both honestly are saying great things, and you're both like, oh, I'm not saying anything. It's I'm following every step. I'm just nodding along and have nothing to add because you're both saying things so well and so fully that my brain's just like exploding. Uh, <laughs> That really did answer the question, Morgan, completely like health and fitness and body positivity. It's all, it is, it's all like a central kind of experience that we each have individually. We're all different. Our bodies are all different. Our mental health is all different. And like, we have to recognize what works best for us versus what works best for other people. And also I'm glad you touched on like feeding your body properly at the same time to be able to do the things that you need to do to make yourself feel good. Like I've been through that exact same process. I talked about a little bit before, like in college, I was not feeding myself well. I was on the treadmill for like hours a day instead of like, you know, I was like, this is the things I need to do to be like, you know, successful. I need to get good grades and I need to be running all the time or lifting and like eating like a mouse, you know, <laughs> like a little bit at a time and not overfeeding. And, and it just wasn't, it wasn't sustainable. And I was feeling so bad. And it was because I wasn't actually taking care of not just, I wasn't taking care of my body. I wasn't taking care of myself mentally. You know, I was pushing myself in ways that weren't, I couldn't be pushed because I, wasn't giving myself the fuel and the time and the space that I needed um, to be healthy and truly healthy for myself. I think that was a really beautiful point. And so thank you for bringing that up for sure. And tying that into our next question, it's this might, you might've already answered this then, but what's the hardest lesson that you've had to learn in your twenties? Uh, I think the hardest lesson, I just really, I mean, I'm only five years into it, so I, I don't know everything. And I still call my mom and ask her and she's usually right. So that might be my hardest lesson is that my mom is almost always right. Um, <laughs> that's tough. But um, <laughs> my mom listens to the podcast and I'm just, <laughs> I can't <laughs> like the res- the feedback she's going to give me after this. Anyway, continue. <laughs> you can edit that out if you need to. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's okay. I, it's like, it's such a corny saying and it's so like, probably the first thing that'll come up on my Pinterest if I were to open it right now. I feel like I like saw it first in like fifth grade when I still had an AIM account and I was messaging my friends through that. But it's, you know, just if you love something, you let it go. And if it comes back to you, it's yours or it always was yours and it's meant to be those kind of things. Like I really just, especially in the last few months, like if you let it go, like it's going to be okay. And like, there's a plan, whether whatever you believe in, whoever you think is running the show, um, that's totally valid and there's a plan and I'm a huge believer in everything happens for a reason and I always have been. Um, but I think that, you know, the hardest lesson for sure that I've learned is that no matter what, like you might love something more than you ever loved anything, but you might have to let it go in order for it to come full circle and for you to realize that it was meant to be. Um, and it might not come back to you, but you have to be just content with the fact that it left and you're better for it in some sense. I think that's a really, a really good one. I, I sort of want to ask like what you're talking about, (laughs) but if you don't want to like go deeper, that's okay too. Oh, totally fine. My sister will hear this and probably like call me right away, but I dated a guy the whole time I was in Oklahoma and totally fell head over heels for him. And his family was I probably needed his family 
more than I've ever needed anything else in my life. Um, they're amazing humans and I am still really close with his sister-in-law um, and his mom and I still talk. Um, but we broke up in May and I actually, <laughs> I when I went to Oklahoma the last few days, I ended up seeing him. It was not planned, but I ended up seeing him and we're on speaking terms again. And I really, you know, it just kind of restores that faith that we were meant to be. I don't know if we'll get back together. I have no idea. There's so many factors that play into that, but you know, I still love him and he still loves me and it's just really hard, but that's kind of where that comes from. (laughs) Thanks for sharing that. I think that's probably really relatable for a lot of us. And yeah, sometimes like you love someone something and like you you have to like let go of it for a little while and I think that it sounds like the way you're talking about it is like really positive and I appreciate that perspective and I think that once again it's just a good reminder for all of us it's like good to have sort of like the yin and yang of things is like something might be so amazing but always you know remember like things can change at any moment. And we know that we've experienced that in the pandemic. We've experienced that, you know, in our twenties in so many ways. And, you know, you always are carrying both things, the, the good and the bad or um, the yin and the yang at the same time. Anyway, <laughs> I get what you're saying with that, the duality of it and recognizing it. I mean, t- just different ways of saying kind of this, a similar concept or explaining like a similar idea that you control your own path in a way, but also not at the same time. And like, you have to understand, like, sometimes you have to let things go. And, but that doesn't mean that they're never going to be in your life again, too. There's, yeah, there's this duality and everything. And, and especially like, thank you for sharing that, Morgan, because I know love life is so difficult, especially in your 20s. And it comes and goes all the time. And I feel like it's kind of a constant conversation that I'm having with a lot of different people like in their 20s as well, even in their 30s, you know, and, you know, dating is hard and finding these relationships that maybe just don't work out because of distance or because of different things. Um, and I'm sharing like I've had experience with that as well. And I feel like it's definitely something relatable that we all kind of go through at some point um, in some way or another. And I totally lost my train of thought. I was going somewhere that had a station in mind and it kind of left, but no, thank that. Just thank you for sharing it. It is. It's also true and intertwined. And like, this is a crazy time in our lives among relationships and finding ourselves and everything. So it is true. Everything kind of happens for a reason, or at least that is something I also believe in. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what is your favorite thing about what you do? It's a fun question. It's a super fun question. I love this question. So as an athletic trainer, I think it kind of fits into both categories. But as an athletic trainer, my favorite thing is that I get to play a role in all of my athletes' athletic careers, whether they think that they're going to go to the league one day or they're just here to play softball or to cheer or to run or to play football regardless like I get to play a really small piece in that and if they think they're going to the league I'm like remember me when you're up there because I need to make more money but (laughs) really just like overall in both of my jobs seeing the determination and then the excitement in all of my people I just refer to them all as people um whether they're my athletes or a part of my team um in my accountability groups or whatever 
just seeing that determination and then seeing the excitement in um, those that I help on their health and fitness journey when they hit their goals or they see a non-scale victory, like it is the best, it's like Christmas day um, or whatever the equivalent is for anyone. Like it's just that so overwhelming excitement when someone hits a goal or they see a non-scale victory, like their belt, like they have to get a new belt because it doesn't fit anymore in their, their good sense. Um, just like those little things and seeing them so excited about it makes my heart so warm and it makes me feel like I'm making a difference. I know I can't make a difference in the entire world, but making little differences along the way is like something that's always been important to me. Um, whether I can make someone smile or I can help them reach a goal, like that just means the world to me. And that is just my favorite thing. Yes. I teach. And so I teaching is something that I love to do, but I totally get that. Like seeing, being a part of these formative kind of years, as Sarah was saying, and like being part of something bigger than yourself and like seeing these people and these, ki- these kids, quote unquote, they're like probably not that much younger than us at this, this point um, from your end, but I still refer to them as kids in my head, <laughs> but seeing them kind of connect with what you're talking about or helping them through, you know, a workout or something or being there and seeing them improve and grow and being a part of that is such a blessing and like such a lovely thing to experience. And it it helps you build your community and build your kind of sense of self and everything. And there's just not another, another equivalent. It feels like to me, like other than teaching and like coaching and doing things like that, like being a part of someone's life in that way is really special and important. Yeah. And then kind of on the flip side, what is kind of the hard things about the work that you do? Is there something that's hard or for you at least, you know? So I think the hardest part is like convincing someone, whether it's one of my athletes who they're literally like, they're good enough to play collegiate sports. Like, hello, you're here for a reason. Or it's someone on my team, like you're doing the hard work, just convincing someone to believe in themselves and to understand that they have power and they have strength. That might not mean that they can do every single thing that they put their mind to, but just putting their mind to it and having that strength within themselves sometimes that's so hard to find. I know I still struggle with that and struggle with finding the the why and the reason behind what I'm doing. But really trying to convince people of that is so difficult. And that like at any age, we really just can realize, we can realize our full potential at any age. Like it doesn't have to be at 20 or at 30. It could be at 60 um, or it could be at 15. We can realize that, you know, we're going to do good things and we're going to keep doing good things. So helping people in that is really the most difficult part, but it's also the most rewarding part. So I feel like that kind of goes hand in hand a lot of times in life. So it's kind of cool. I think it's cool that those two were related, like the two answers that you just gave for what is your favorite thing and what's hard kind of like are meshed in into one in a sense. So that's really awesome. So another question, and we're getting towards the end here, um, but this question is, what is one thing you think everyone in their 20s needs to hear right now? You are enough. I think that that's so important. I think that it's something that I remind myself of every day. But I think that as we go through our 20s, it like we've said, it's the most formative years for the majority of us. And there's so many different opinions and issues and things that we want to fix and things that we want to solve and be a part of and all these different things. But at the end of the day, like 
no matter what you accomplish in a day or a week or an hour, you are enough regardless. I think that's what I would tell anyone. Gosh, I almost teared up there. We're good. <laughs> Thank you. I'm Like Tara said, we're reaching the end. You've given us such a, like a plethora of good things to think about and feel and a lot of insight into health and fitness and body positivity and mental positivity as well. But I just want to know if there's any last things that you wanted to share, any fun facts you want to throw out there, or any anything at all like that you want to take away with or chat about for a moment um, before we say goodbye. I don't have any fun facts. That's like the most feared question I have in my life. <laughs> I hate that question. <laughs> I, I'm like, I played the cello. Like, I don't know. <laughs> That's fun. I was, yeah, I was not good. And Mr. Vallow is probably like, you know, you really play it. You just kind of moved your bow. Like, but <laughs> that's like my only fun fact. But I do have a couple of things that I just want to leave everyone with. Um, uh, and I think that my biggest thing is that food is fuel and that carbs, fats, protein, all of these things are important. And you should never cut out any of them unless you're under a doctor or nutritionist guidelines, please, please, please find someone that is a professional in whatever field that you want to learn about, um, whether that's health and fitness or that's biology. Like, Don't just go talk to some Joe Schmo off the side of the road or that you found on Instagram. Like, Find someone that actually knows and is willing to help you um, and not just make a buck off of you and feed you lies um, because all food is good if you enjoy it and it's so important to eat the foods that you love and you don't have to immediately go work out after you have a bowl of ice cream because uh, that's my biggest thing like I love ice cream and I love wine and I love food and I don't torture myself anymore I used to but I don't torture myself just because I like to enjoy those things I don't have to go work out or make sure that I worked out in order to earn a treat um that's something that's huge now um, and that I've learned and it's a hard lesson because we only get one life and we only get this one body and we really just have to take care of it, but also enjoy life and enjoy those things that make life worthwhile. Yeah. And not, I mean, you know, but just really like, don't fall into the fads and don't fall into, I'm not going to name them specifically, but just like, there's so many things out there. Like I touched on that aren't the way that it's going to be sustainable. If you can lose 20 pounds in a week, like that's not something that's sustainable for you. No matter how much someone tries to convince you that it is, it's just not. Um, your body needs food, your body needs to move, and you need to take care of you. So I think those are just really important, <clears throat> excuse me, important things that we have to remember and that fad diets are always going to be a thing in our culture. I feel like unfortunately, and we really have to stick with what works for us um, and what keeps us healthy and happy and going in life. So, so well said. Thank you, Morgan. I guess I have one last like little question now. So is ice cream your favorite food or do you have a, another like favorite food? Because I really love talking about food too. <laughs> I love food. Ice cream is definitely like I'm obsessed with ice cream. Whenever I feel like it's always my dad and I or my sister and I will like be like, oh, there's this new ice cream place. Or like, I don't want to just go to like an ice cream place. Like I want to get the best ice cream. And Brahms cookies and cream ice cream is probably like 
my number one at this point in my life. And then Moose Tracks is like, has always been a go-to because I've only known about Brahms for two and a half years. So Moose Tracks is definitely like the ice cream for me. But cookies and cream from Brahms is so good. <laughs> try that now. <laughs> so, my so favorite, good. my favorite ice cream, because no one asked me. Is... <laughs> <laughs> no, please. I want to hear this. <laughs> so I'm naturally going to share because it's very specific is Ben and Jerry's non-dairy cookies and peanut butter. Just Ooh. So good. So yes. good. That sounds <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I now I just really want to go get some ice cream. Yeah. Um, that might Gabrielle, be my next. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? It's <laughs> a good. I don't want to cop because I really love Ben and Jerry's because they're a great company for one and two. They put a lot of shit in their ice cream, which is like my jam. I love chunks mm-hmm. in ice cream. I think if I had to say like my kind of go-to flavor when I need like just a little pick-me-up, I really love mint chocolate chip actually. And it's sometimes controversial, but it's it's one of my favorites. But yeah, I'm happy with how we're ending this now. Like ice cream, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> so with that, we are going to close things out for this episode thank you so much morgan for being with us and for sharing and i think you know hopefully we'll get to have you back and we'll definitely continue to engage on instagram you're one of our favorite pages to (laughs) follow seriously um and thank you so much for having me that was i'm so glad i'm literally honored like i'm shocked but i'm so honored to have talked to you guys and gotten to chat today i'm so happy to I don't even know. I'm like, can't, I can't form words. I'm just honored. <laughs> yeah. We're honored to have you. Honestly, this was like a highlight of my day, probably my week. It, it was fantastic. I love this yeah. conversation and I love to see your face yes. via Zoom even. And yes. Yeah. Hang out for a little bit. So thank you. I guess I don't, you've been listening. So you know how we end our podcast. Do you want to do the honors of it? Can you remind me? <laughs> we like to <laughs> we love to Tara started this and it was just phenomenal we had to keep it um we like to remind our listeners to stay hydrated because it's something we forget all the time yes and you've got like a gallon jug of water gallon, but yes oh half gallon that's oh my gosh impressive so obviously you're like the great person to tell us this but anyway yes please do the honors it, do I get a countdown or do I just go oh I mean you can do it however you feel Stay hydrated, y'all. <laughs> yes. Stay hydrated. Amazing. <laughs> Perfect.